0: This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.
1: I'm Johnny Hart, and this is the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London, and good afternoon to you. Good afternoon,
0: Johnny. Uh, Good to hear from you again.
1: A very busy week ahead of us, a slew of data here, there, and everywhere. Uh, And, of course, we've got those announcements from the Fed and the Bank of England midweek. Let's start with where you are. Tomorrow, a big day for the Bank of Japan, and we'll also hear about China PMI.
0: Definitely. So, the Bank of Japan will be pretty much uh, big news, especially for traders uh, looking at their dollar-yen rate, which has recently just hit a uh, year-to-date high at around... 150 level it actually went above that level 150 mark level before retracing towards the end of last week so what's interesting about the bank of japan over here is previously the bank of japan actually adjusted their year curve control program on the 10-year jgb year they make it a flexible year curve policy to actually uh, shift the upper limit of the 10-year jgb to one percent so that was actually enacted in the july meeting So right now, if you look at current, uh, based on last Friday's pricing data of the JGB 10-year yield, it's going to push up to new decades highs. So it's uh, actually hit fresh a decade high on October 26, which is around close to 0.89%. So that's very, very close coming to that uh, 1% uh, upper limit that was actually being uh, uh, imposed by BOJ uh, in July uh, meeting. So given the circumstances right now and the fact that the 10-year U.S. Treasury note is still pretty much elevated, and if we were to see the upward trajectory and the bullish momentum of that U.S. 10-year Treasury yield, year, it doesn't seem to us to be showing any signs of a bullish exhaustion that means, i.e. Potentially, the 10-year JGB year could go up much higher from here. So given the fact that if Bank of Japan right now is now facing a very tricky situation or in fact a challenging situation. If they decide not to do anything about tomorrow's, uh, we call it, meeting, I mean, i.e. they stamp by keeping almost everything the same as in July, there's a big risk that dollar-yen may become a political hot potato. That means, i.e. the dollar-yen could continue to face further upside pressure. That means weakness in the Japanese yen that could actually persuade the Japanese politician to add more pressure on BOJ to actually uh, act much further to actually, in fact, start to actually scrap that 10-year JGB yield during the next, during the last meeting in December. So I reckon that uh, tomorrow there will be a window of opportunity in order to prevent any sudden disruption to the markets, especially on the FX market or even the internal Japanese stock market, is to do a bit of forward guidance in guiding the market that they are actually looking to actually normalize. their almost a decade plus. I'll say put it away that since 2009, that short-term negative interest rate policy to pivot it more towards a normalization towards a positive. So before they start doing that on the actual fact, they could perhaps to give a bit of guidance either by adjusting the 10-year JGB year upwards tomorrow, or alternatively uh, tomorrow, they will also release their latest quarterly outlook report. So potentially they could actually revise the uh, F1, uh, sorry, a financial year uh 2023 and financial year 2024 uh inflation uh, uh forecast uh to way above to be above the previous forecast that was uh forecasted in july that means i.e uh for 2023 they will be at uh two percent and uh, followed by uh to, uh 2.4 and 2.5 potentially at around uh uh 2.1 uh, percent uh, as well. So that could give a bit of uh confidence to the market participants saying that hey uh, I'm giving up a bit of forward guidance, but more towards the hockey side of the story. But I'm still also uh, earing towards the cautious side due to the fact of a external uh, demand, uh weak environment that actually warrant me to actually still keep my negative interest rate still pretty much intact for this year.
1: And talking of interest rates, on Wednesday and Thursday, we've got announcements from both the Federal Reserve, the United States and the Bank of England and the UK. But we're not expecting uh, any change. We're looking at a pause, aren't we? Yes, precisely. So if you look at the situation in The Guardian, especially
0: ahead of Wednesday FOMC announcement, uh, guidance has been coming out from the Federal Reserve officials, including Powell, is to actually look for a pause this time around to assess the current situation. And given the fact that uh, several key inflation data, uh, be it the core PCE data and the core CPI data, has kind of tempered down uh, from the uh, early part of this year uh, 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 elevated level. So that could actually be more, uh, give a bit of encouragement for the Fed to actually stand, stand pet in terms of that interest rate hike. So if you look at the market expectation, uh, that's been guiding the market expectation. So uh, almost close to, I would say, 97%. Is expecting the fat fund rates to actually maintain at this uh 5.25 percent to 5.5 percent. So that is the uh, uh we call it uh, the expectation from the uh, market uh, pricing of the uh, fat fund futures. So for sure, uh I think what market is actually much more crucial or pivotal will be how Powell portray. The uh, forward guidance going forward during his press conference. So based on the previous uh, dot plot uh, meeting, uh, dot plot, pro, uh, dot plot, we uh, call projection that was out in the previous FOMC uh, uh, meeting, uh, indicating that there could be another height before 2023, and so that could be the December meeting to pencil the last uh, 25 basis point height to bring the Fed Fund's terminal rate to uh, 5.5% to 5.75%. So the next question the market participant will be uh, scrutinizing is how long will the Fed maintain at this elevated level and when will be the first rate cut to come in? Or what are the hints or, or data the Fed is actually looking at to actually ignite the first interest rate cut? So based on uh, even if you look at the last uh, three or four weeks or so, the expectation by the Fed fund futures market has been pretty stable. So market expectation is still expecting close to 60% chance of the first rate cut to come in in the June next year FOMC uh, meeting. Uh, uh, meeting that was. So uh, will it be too uh, optimistic? Well, uh, that all depends on how Fed Chair Powell wants to uh, portray it during his uh, press conference. So, if you start to say something like, if you're still very much cautious on inflationary expectation uh, due to uh, the current state of higher uh, energy oil prices, that means more on the supply side of the story right now due to geopolitical tension, uh, that could potentially uh, derail this uh, optimism that is being priced into the Fed Fund futures that are actually expecting a high significant percentage for the first rate cut coming in June
1: next year. Although we're very much dominated at the moment by the geopolitical situation and what happens in the Middle East over the next few weeks and indeed few months with uh, the price of oil obviously going to be impacted by any broadening of this war. We've also got the Bank of England with its announcement on Thursday. We're looking at a pause. Uh, That'll be for the second month running after many months of uh, rises. Is there anything to pick up from that of any interest? Uh, well, I think most probably interest will be
0: during the statement of the outcome. So for sure, no change at 5.25% for the policy rate. One of the reasons over here is uh, we could keep a close eye on watch on uh, the statement on the current inflationary situation in UK. So if you look at the headline CPI in UK, is still running relatively hotter. Uh, uh, the base of the latest latest data for the month of uh, September, we are looking at 6.7% year on year. So that's uh, still way above 4.3% in the Eurozone and 3.7% in the headline CPI uh, numbers for uh, U.S. So uh, we got to actually uh, market participants will be keeping a close eyes on the guidance on the inflationary side of the story to see uh, how does the the thinking among BOE officials uh, stating that would there be a higher chance that uh, higher inflationary growth uh, at this point in time at 6.7% will start to temper off from here. And they start and they are right now start to be concerned more about a state of a potential, uh, uh, we call it a, a, a softness in terms of the deep, uh, demand side of the story. And don't forget, over here is that the latest uh, uh, GDP numbers in in, in 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 UK is almost uh, half of what we are seeing at the start of the year. All right, so so that's pretty much a uh, a uh, 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 economic growth coming out from uh, US. Depending on what's uh, economic data uh, metrics you look at it, be it uh, uh, we call it uh, services PMI, uh, we talk about uh, retail sales or business or consumer confidence. All of them are actually uh, pretty much. Uh, pressing at this point in time. So uh, market participants wants to actually hear the balance uh, of uh, or get a gauge of, of uh, what BOE is thinking on this situation over here. So most likely if they start to hint about they are pretty much concerned about the growth aspect of the story and they do expect that the um, uh, 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 inflation num- numbers Uh, Even though it's still remaining high right now at 6.7%, slowly it will start to actually temper off in the next uh, couple of months or even in Q1 or Q2 next year. That could actually uh, be an encouraging sign uh, for the economy. But uh, in terms of the FX market, that could actually add further downside pressure on the sterling dollar rate.
1: Finally, Kelvin, on Friday, it's the non-farm payroll numbers in the United States. Last month, there was a bit of a surprise with the expected figure actually doubling, which came as a bit of a shock to markets. This time around, the expected number is similar to the number last time around. Yes,
0: yes. So if you look at last time around, the numbers was also, market actually is forecasting about 170k for the month of uh September. But however, it came in almost doubled at 336k. So given uh, this uh, high blip up in this uh, US non-farm payroll data, so this time around, market is expecting another softer number. It's still a positive number at 188 k But we've got to be very cautious over here is that uh, it seems to us that if we could actually have another kind of scenario where market actually blip up again on the upside to actually rose to about 250 k to 300 k on the non-farm payroll data for the month of October, that could actually uh, continue to see a further uh, rise in that U.S. 10-year treasury yield, heading towards that 5.2% key position level, which in turn could actually increase the odds, or or I would say uh, cement the potential last rate hike that is coming before the entry ends uh, in December FOMC. So in the short term, that could actually, we call it further upside pressure on the dollar a strength story especially against the uh, european currency like the euro and the uh, sterling dollar
1: okay kelvin it's going to be a very interesting week ahead thank you for joining us today we'll speak to you again very soon
0: market insights the market pulse podcast by oanda